Okay, this week we are um, skydiving into the newest installment into the never-ending Mission Impossible series. Um, the savior of cinema, Tom Cruise, is back, and he is saving cinema once again. Um, a film that pushes the limits of what of what should an actor legally be allowed to attempt. Um, but also the limits of action filmmaking. Uh, we have n- new cast members, old cast members, um, and we have a lot of um, crazy stunts and also some relative developments as far as the villain, quote-unquote villain of the story. Um, and we have a lot to talk about, Zach. Uh, but ultimately, does this film save cinema? But I think we have a more important question. I have a few questions. Uh, I'm interested to hear your take on how uh, how you could create laws to prevent actors specifically from doing things. Because you said <laughs> legally be able to, to an actor legally be able to do. But after that question, we're going to answer the ultimate question, which is: But is Mission Colon Impossible Dash Dead Reckoning Part One good? <laughs> what a title! Let's find out if Mission Colon Impossible Dash The Dead Reckoning Part 1 is good or not. (laughs) Yes. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. What up? Sup? Welcome to the... Welcome to the... Was unnecessary and rude. I'm 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 a, I'm a little late. There's no need to be mean about it. I already apologized once. It's okay. okay. Mm-hmm. I was too busy mm-hmm. teaching my son math. Yeah. Because you won't accept him until he knows math. That's right. So you're 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 basing the way that you're raising your child. Uh, off of my approval, which I really appreciate. Yeah, that's the totally. most important thing is yeah. my approval. Entirely, entirely. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to But Is It Good. I am your host Hunter Callahan, and I am your host Zach Olson. We're doing Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Oh, I'm so sorry. Hold on. We're doing Mission Colon Impossible Dash Dead Reckoning Parentheses Part One. There's no parentheses. Oh, fuck. We're doing Mission Colon Impossible Dash Dead Reckoning Part 1. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Um, I I apologize for this episode being um, out Monday night, super late, so basically Tuesday, because I was out of town all week. I had planned to try and record remotely from California, but it just did not happen, so it's my fault. Also, slightly you, Delta's fault because my flight was mm-hmm. like three hours late last night, so I got home at like midnight. So yeah. Well, they forgot about the time change, so that's that's what it was. They just oh shit, we said it was gonna, st- but that's yeah the wrong time zone. Oh you no, you know it's wild. Did I tell you like what happened real quick? Sorry. No, I, no, s- you didn't. <laughs> they said it was like it was 110 degrees in Sacramento yesterday. Okay. Was it too hot to fly through the state? <laughs> it was 
So apparently, yes, sort of. Apparently, <laughs> the heat and temperature can like mess up the weight and balance of a plane. And they said because of the heat, somehow the plane was too heavy to take off. So like wow. 20 people had to get off the plane. Oh, shit. And so it was like... <laughs> how, how did they determine who had to get off? Was it well, random? They did the like volunteer for like money, basically. They're like, Delta will pay you. It got up to like $2,000 a person. And when it got to that, me and Hannah were like, hey, we'll volunteer next. Like, for two grand each, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. then after that, they got like six people off that way, but then they started doing standbys and they're like, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go. It was a mess. We sat on the, we sat on the plane for three hours. I played a lot. Sounds of awful. It was awful. Did you pay for in-flight Wi-Fi? No. Uh, that one had a free Wi-Fi because oh. a lot of Delta, Delta flights and if your Sky Miles members have free Wi-Fi. But I just played Zelda cool. most of the time. It was, it was yeah, kind of yeah. nice. Uh, anyway, how are you? So I see you got settled in nice at the new place. Looks like you're all unpacked. All unpacked. I'm doing well. Athena got spayed on Friday. Mm-hmm. So she's, but she's like, she's acting completely normal. She's sedated right now. Yeah. Um, Because they just wanted to keep her calm for a few days, right? But uh, when the sedatives wear off, she's like ready to party. Doesn't act like she's sore or anything. Doesn't seem like it even registers that they like cut a big hole in her belly, you know, or maybe not yeah. a hole, like a, like a line. Yeah. That's so. good. Good deal. I'm glad mm-hmm. she's doing well. I'm glad you're both doing well. We're both doing well. Um, but we are here to talk about a movie. So let's do that. And if you like what we do, please like and subscribe and follow. And we'll tell you again at the end of the show. Anyway, Zach, <clears throat> you can go first. You watched this yesterday. No, Saturday. <clears throat> Two days ago. Saturday. Um, I saw it almost a week ago, so you're more fresh than I am. So what are your first thoughts and reactions, sir? It's a solid entry into the... Have you seen all of the um, um, Mission Impossible movies? You know, I don't think so. I think I've seen most of them. You haven't seen... I'll okay. be honest and say that I think they've all kind of blended together. I know I saw the last one with Henry Cavill. Okay. He, like, cocks his arms like they're shotguns. Right, right, right. I've seen that one. I've seen... I haven't seen, like, the early ones. I've seen most of the later ones, I think. You got to watch one... You got to watch all of them but two, honestly. I mean, two two's good, but it's the worst of the pack, and I think okay. that most people would, would agree on that. All right. All right. Um, but this is a, a, a solid entry to the to the franchise, in my opinion. It's not my favorite. Um, it... I mean, the action is, is, is wonderful. It always is. The The set pieces and the sequences that they that they uh, <clears throat> bring to the screen. And obviously everything that Tom Cruise does is, well, maybe not everything that he does, but like within this franchise, everything that he does is just like solid. Mm-hmm. When you get that Tom Cruise run, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, Mission Impossible, done, yep. done, oh, yeah. done. You know, um, <clears throat> I will say... He has a, such an upright sprint. <laughs> I will say it, it, it feels like, oh, sorry, Keeping on the good for a second. Yes. Uh, he has a very, very, um, very good sense for comedic timing in a serious movie. Like every time he does something that's like funny, 
it's well placed and just like mm-hmm. really well done in my opinion. I don't think a lot of action actors can do that as well as he does. Um, on to the bad, and it's not necessarily bad. It's just stuff that you know I noticed. There's a lot of like repetitive exposition where like we talk about this key for like ten minutes, like okay, four yeah. different times. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it just seemed. I mean, I guess there's different people in the room, but us as the viewer, we know what the fuck the yeah. key is and what it does. Yeah. I excuse my language. <clears throat> so that, you know, wasn't a big fan of that. Uh, but I mean, outside of that, like I don't have much to, to complain about with this movie. Just that, just that. And I mean, this is part one, right? But it felt like it was a setup for uh, the next movie. Like think about, the final sequence, because you you watched uh, the previous movie, right? With when the nuke's about to go off, and they're like, mm-hmm. go, they're on the helicopter, and then they go off the cliff, and he's got to do, and it's like down to the millisecond, and he's got to hit it at the right second, otherwise, you know, the world's gone, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And it just feels like the stakes are so high, and you don't get that with this movie because it is a setup for, you know part two yes which uh, which isn't yeah. necessarily like a like a knock against it it's just you know keeps it from elevating yeah to the level of some other movies in the franchise it's something that you have that you deal with when you announce a part one sure you know? yeah um, uh but yeah cool um i saw this i think it was technically opening night because it was released on like the 12th which means mm-hmm. that they have night showings the day before. I saw it uh, on Tuesday in San Mateo, California, um, in a pack. You saw it on theater. Tuesday. I saw it on Tuesday, last Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you've forgotten the whole thing, haven't you? Yeah, but now I had you know, who, who's in this? <laughs> Tom Cruise? Is that who it is? Um, I was. <clears throat> it was kind of a like like a last minute thing. I had planned to see it later in the week, but. We flew to California. Hannah was tired, so I was like, "Hey, I'll just go see it tonight because I don't want to take up another night." And I, like, at I decided at like six o'clock that I was gonna go. The show is at seven thirty, and I got to the theater, and there were like three seats left. And so I like forgot. I was like, "Oh wow, this opening night!" And so it was packed, dude. On Tuesday night, it was packed out. Um, I really, really liked it actually. Yeah. Um. A lot of the Mission Impossible movies to me are fine. Like they kind of blend together. I'm not super high on the franchise, but this one really, I was really blown away. Um, now I'll say plot wise, I think it's fine. I think it can get a little generic in what they're up against. And you're kind of like, okay, it's not that original in my opinion. Um, but I mean, damn, the set pieces and the action were just bonkers, dude. Like, really bonkers uh i don't think the plot like weighs it down too much i think i don't i didn't go see it for the plot i don't know who does you know what i'm saying um i think the last 30 or so minutes are really really strong mm-hmm. um i i think it was really I, I thought it was great i thought it was really good i think it's not perfect i think the beginning is a little off the place sometimes but Overall, I had a really, really great time, and I um, usually don't care about the next one of these, but I'm really excited to see the next one, actually, in a year. 
So there's my cool, cool. first thoughts a week later. That's there's your first thoughts a week later. Yes. Um, I'm going to pull up a timer real fast. Online time stopwatch. Sing a song for us, Hunter, while I go get a drink. A drink? Zach's going to go get a drink. I presume it's going to be whiskey for whiskey shots later in the show. But first, got to do movie in a minute. I don't remember most of this movie because I saw it like seven days ago. But I'll do my best. That's all we ask is just do your best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna do my is best not, to... Is not whiskey. Mm. I don't I don't have my whiskey here. There, There's like a handful of things that are still at my old apartment. And when I was packing, I was like, this isn't essential. So the whiskey's yeah. still there. Also, I didn't want to like spill it, like put it in a box and then someone like dropped and the box then, and it was just yeah. like whiskey everywhere, you know? Um, well, we are going to do whiskey shots later. So you have some whiskey there, right? Yeah, I've got some whiskey. I can't see what that is. It's ranch water. You want ranch, ranch water? Ranch water? Mm-hmm. It's, Please no, it's not me. like... It's Please not like water. You like pour ranch in it. Please tell me that's what that is. <laughs> that's <laughs> disgusting. No, 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 no. Like, like ranch, like, like home, home on the range, like ranch. It's, it's agave. <laughs> home, home on the range. It's, it's agave. It's, it's like a hard seltzer with agave nectar in it. And it's really good. Wow. That sounds it's very refreshing. Lovely. It's hard seltzer. So it's got like alcohol. Yes. Yes, it does. What's, what's the alcohol level? I was like, it's 9. like four, 2. 4%. <laughs> it's like 4%. It's, it's. It's to me. It's for the the taste. If it didn't have any liquor in it, that'd be perfectly fine. It's just next delicious. Time, next time we like hang out and are drinking, I'm gonna get a glass of water. No, no, I'm gonna get some vodka. So you think it's water? I'm just gonna pour a ranch in it. Ranch. <laughs> and say you're some you know, it doesn't water. even have to be liquid. You can buy like the ranch powder and just put yeah, powder just in like, it and it just is. mix it up. And then you'll just drink vodka until it becomes ranch. like a gel. You know, <laughs> it's gross. All right, here we go. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, Movie in a Minute. I'm going to butcher this, but I'm going to do my best. Here we go. Um, where's the stopwatch? In three, two, one. Okay, we're in a submarine. It's the uh, Russian, I believe. And they're like, we're invisible. We have all the technology. And there's this computer. It's AI. And then it, something happens, and they blow themselves up. They're like, what happened? Anyway, Tom Cruise is doing stuff. He's looking for... Uh, somebody tells him to go find this key. It's this girl that he he knows. He goes and finds her, pretends she like fakes her death, gets the key. Anyway, there's this thing called the entity. It's AI. It's taking over the internet. It can be anywhere, anywhere. It can be anywhere, everywhere, all at once. It's like the movie. Uh, some guy from Ethan's past is back, but he's like supposed to be dead. Anyway, they go on this crazy adventure to get this key, so they can figure out what it goes through to turn off the AI. Uh, Peggy from Captain America is there. Crazy stunts happen. Um, there's a dealer, so she fakes her identity. They're on a train, and then he jumps off a mountain on a motorcycle and hang glides or whatever into this train, and crazy stuff happens, blows up. Uh, he gets the key in the end, and then there's part two coming up. I forgot a lot of it. <laughs> that was perfect. No, that was that was spot on. Nothing else happened. All right, so you ready to talk about those being, three three plot points? <laughs> he's being chased. He's being chased if, by the CIA. What if we made it to where if <clears throat> if it's not mentioned in movie in a minute, we can't, we can't talk, talk about, about it? 
<laughs> oh wait, I have another idea. Yeah. Remember how a few weeks ago I I said like I think you made a joke and then I said, "Wait, actually we should do this and it's like one of us watches a movie and then we 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 just, we talk about it and the other person has to pretend like they've seen it the entire time and then figure out what it is by the and end." Then, and and then guess what it is at the end? I think it'd be funnier if like we got to figure out some time limit or whatever. And then by the end of that time limit, the other person has to do a movie in a minute. Okay. And like try and describe the movie and see if they're right. <laughs> like the mid, the, the halfway point maybe. So yeah, then we can yeah. still talk afterwards. <laughs> yes. I like that. That'd be hilarious. Um, okay. Well, the first of the three plot points is the submarine. Yeah. We start. <clears throat> um, and I guess looking back, was this like the AI was just like playing a trick on them, like pretending there was another sub? Is the that AI, what was happening? I think the AI, um, isn't that how it escaped? Like it was on the sub and then when it blew up the sub, I don't know. Because <laughs> that was the same AI that's the villain is on the yeah. sub. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Um, I don't love the AI. Me neither. Like, I'm not a, I'm not the biggest super, fan of the AI. Super convenient. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's relevant. Like I was just talking to this guy I met, he's a tech leader and he was like AI freaks me out like the next 5 years going to be crazy and so I get that it's relevant. But in a movie saying okay, this quote-unquote entity can be anywhere, do anything and appear as anybody is like the most convenient thing a movie can do. Well, not appear as anybody. Digitally, digitally can appear as anybody. I, get, I, I know what you're saying. Okay, okay. Like if, if it wanted to like log into something as somebody on the internet, it could. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get that he can't like physically manifest, which I well, thought they were no, going to no, do no. for I don't a think, second. I don't think that's how it works because every time he enters a system, like every time he hacks into like the Pentagon's records or the Kremlin or whatever, there's like a signature and they know that okay. the entity right. was there. You're right. right. So right. it's not that, like, is that because it wants it? It wants them to know that it was there. Oh, I don't know. I, I have two contentions with the entity. The first of which is, um, what the hell is its goal? Like, is it just want to watch the world burn? Like, I'm going to take a, a stab in the dark. I'm going to pull out my, my, favorite generic villain motive and that is world domination but like for what to what end i don't know at one point they explain at one point they they say that it's trying to like pull together all of the the world's uh like knowledge bases in order to get to like truth which doesn't sound like that bad of a motive Do do you remember that when they were like it's trying to get to like Capital T truth by if it has all the like the Secret Service and the yeah. fucking CIA and the Kremlin and everybody well, was it to like oh no no yes but then they were like whoever controls it controls the truth and that was their whole sure spell. my second my second question is if it is AI like in the cloud like it's everywhere right and it's just like expanding and expanding and expanding how can this one fucking key on this one fucking sub, just like, oh, <laughs> you work for me now. Like, I don't think the, like, if an the AI s- became sentient, I don't think that's how it would work, right? Because well, it would have the code. power. Huh? It's the source code, whatever. 
Okay, but so open source open source software that's like developed online um when a bunch of different developers start working on it it's no longer centralized right it's it's no yeah. longer in like one location it's here it's there it's all over the place so one person couldn't really just like take control of it because there's a bunch of different places that are working on it and a bunch of different people that are working on it if this thing is spreading all over the place it could set roots and then, like, not be a centralized thing. Like, source code is just a fucking buzzword. Yeah. You know, well, and this doesn't have to kill the movie, but but it's just a question that I have, you well, know? Well, that, 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 that doesn't kill the movie for me. What, what is, what is kind of convenient is, like, I think to your point, in the sense of, like, okay, sure, let's say the source code is there, they can, like, kill it. But it's like, no, if you have the source code, it's like, I can control it. And it's like, how exactly? Because you... Yeah, no one knows how to fuck. Like, the, I think that's no where one it lost knows. Me, Rose. Yeah, or it's it's like you. I believe you. They say, okay, well, I I know how to kill it, but it's like no, I can control it. It's like I don't know if you actually can because, right? It's if you're saying it's sentient, then exactly that's in, that's like how implying that it's gonna be like I'm not gonna listen to you. <laughs> right? How how would having the key just like put you in charge? Are you gonna like blackmail it and be like, I can, t- I can turn you off? <laughs> I'm gonna. I know when you were a teenager AI, you sent yeah. some risky text messages, <laughs> and I'm gonna expose them. Like what? Yeah. Um, I don't but know. Let's That's, move on from uh, yeah. from the AI. That's really my Not, only real complaint about this movie. Is that that seems generic to me? It's it's it is generic, uh, and it. <clears throat> But it is a cool concept. Like, do you know what Dead Reckoning is? No. And they say that in the first, like, two minutes. And I was like, oh, there's the title. What okay. does it mean? So, Dead Reckoning, which it relates to the beginning of the movie, the submarine, but also relates to, like, the movie as a whole from the perspective of the entity, is is the process of, like, locating something based on where it was previously and its trajectory and like speed and stuff like that. So like submarines, well, like sonar will go bloop, bloop. Yep. But in between the bloops, they know where it is because they know the trajectory that it was moving in and the speed that it was moving at. And so they're able to know where a thing is in in, in real time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is what the entity is doing. That's why, uh, uh, what's his face? Who's the bad guy? Like the human bad guy? Um, I forgot his name. Gabriel. Gabriel. So Gabriel is like he knows exact, or the entity knows exactly where you're going to be and what you're going to do. Uh, one of one of your ch- side chicks is gonna die, even though he met one of them like yesterday. And I just don't understand, like, if I don't know, I don't know. Not to not to say that I would value one life over another, but if there was someone that I'd had history with for like four movies, and then someone yeah. that I met yesterday, I'd be like, kill her. <laughs> what's what's funny is, is is that I ever heard somebody at work today say they just got to keep killing off his girlfriends and give him a younger girlfriend. And I well haven't seen. I'm on a movies. I'm on a side I'm on a side tangent here, and then we'll get yeah. back to the dead reckoning part. But I have a hard time believing that uh, Ilsa's actually dead. Okay. Um, because she's just been such a big part of the franchise, and it just doesn't. Like if she's dead, then that's fine. But we don't see her 
you don't see her like you just see her like shoulder when he's like looking down at her right you just like just like earlier in the movie you just see like her, her shoulders and he looks down at her and then they're like ilsa's dead but ilsa wasn't fucking dead it's the same thing the exact you, same thing. You think he's he's trying to like long long con the AI. Well, Gabriel thinks that he killed her because he stabbed her and then walked away. Um, because because movie villains are idiots. Right, right, right. Always, always. It's the hang them over a vat of acid with a five minute timer and then leave to go eat lunch. Yeah. Yes. This kind of situation. <laughs> um, but then on top of that, uh. It was written by the entity, basically. Like, the story was written that one of them was going to die. So if if Ethan said, ha-ha, Gabriel, you fucking butt face, she didn't die, then they're just going to kill one of them. Right? But if if, if they think that yeah. one of them's dead, maybe they'll let the other one live because the entity is, like, toying with them. Yeah, because doesn't he say, like, the entity... What is it... What's the, this is the end, but we're like, I forget Simon Pegg's character's name. What's his name? Oh, Benji, uh, Benji where he's like, mm-hmm. the entity, it's calculates based on like the most likely outcomes. Yeah. It's dead reckoning. And, yeah. And so when he's because like, it knows okay, where you, it knows gotcha. where you were and it knows like, where it knows go. how you think it does the personality yeah. tests, like the bomb with Benji, right? Where it's asking it questions to gain more information. Yeah. And then based on that information, it can, it, it, it calculates the probability that different things will play out yeah and so at the end he's like you have to do the opposite basically where he's like you have to not kill gabriel or whatever well that was um, luther saying that that wasn't benji oh yeah yeah you're right you're right you're right um i like i I liked those 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 kind of things where it's like like using ai like that to me is interesting being like it's gonna it's gonna force you to go against your nature or whatever or like it makes you mm-hmm. think it's of the box um, but saying like, oh, this can, this is some all sentient, all knowing, it can be anywhere. It's like, okay, but like, what does that mean? And why isn't yeah. the infrastructure of the world crumbling because it's all digital? You know what I mean? Right. Um, how do you whatever. feel about, how do you feel about the, um, relationship between Ethan and, uh, Kidrich? Um, I don't really know. I think they're all <laughs> slimy. And I'm not sure if... Ethan's slimy? No, no, I or think Kid- Kidrich, whatever his name is, and then like mm-hmm. the government, the US government, obviously at the end is revealed to be kind of slimy. Sure. Um, was was he played by somebody else in the past movies? I don't think so. I think it's been the same Kidrich. Oh, wait a second. He was last seen in Mission Impossible. Like the original one. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. See, I didn't know that. Anyway, um, I think I think it's not at all surprising that at the end uh, it's revealed that they're trying to like do a deal with, I forget her name, but the dealer with the key and that they're the ones who are trying to buy the key. Um. But I think they're both kind of playing both sides in the sense of like, you know, Kittredge is like, do this to stop the bad guys. But in reality, you're actually just giving it to us so we can do it. But we're telling you to stop them from doing. Mm-hmm. But then on, on the other side, 
uh, Ethan is using Gidridge, you know, as well. To like, he's it's he he's gone rogue so many times that it's like a joke, right? Yeah, um, exactly. So I, my point is, why does Gidridge keep asking him to do stuff if he's like, we know you do that, you're going to go rogue. Um. I think because he thinks going, he thinks he can control him. He thinks he has it under control, even though he knows that that Ethan's going to go rogue. Well, that sounds like a him problem because I think it's he's proven time and time again that he doesn't. Um, I will say though that I did get a little tired of uh, the CIA agents. You got tired of Briggs and and and, and the other guy, <laughs> Dacus. <laughs> How do I say this? It, not so much of their characters, but it, it felt like, it felt like kind of like an Indiana Jones, where it was like, okay, we're gonna go to this place, and then, then the bad guys are gonna catch you, and then you're gonna do a crazy chase, and then you're gonna get to this place, and then they're gonna catch you, and we're gonna do this crazy chase. Well, but it wasn't just the CIA guys that 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 were doing that. There was also um, I don't even I don't even know if she's named. Oh, Paris, uh, Palm yeah, Clementif. It's, it's Mantis. <laughs> Right, right, right. She was also in. It's so crazy because um, I saw this movie and then I was I just like turned on the TV after it was over, and uh, uh, Guardians Two was on, and so she like popped up on the screen, and then I was like, I don't want to watch this, so I changed the channel to the Suicide Squad, and she has a cameo in that, and she popped up on the screen. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Anyways, I guess that's not that crazy. Listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean I, I i know i i i thought it was interesting it's it's definitely seems like a i would barely call it a relationship more of like a required acquaintance you know what i mean like i i don't think he likes ethan i don't think ethan likes him um but i don't know what, what did you think you asked me you asked me the question what do you think about it well i just wanted to to spur you on to talk about the fact that they play off of each other for like yeah. not the whole movie but uh in in the fact that that kidridge wants to to thinks he can control ethan whereas ethan's like pretty much in control the whole time although ethan wasn't expecting kidridge to be on the train at the end i don't think no he was not um, but even his own yeah. guys don't really respect him cuz at the end Briggs and and Dagus are helping. Yeah, they're they're helping Ethan. Well, that's something that that I think is is an interesting. It poses an interesting question where it's like, I think uh, is Briggs the 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 older guy? Yeah, he's he. That's uh uh Shay Wingham Wiggum. That's okay, the guy yeah. in uh uh, what's the movie with the dinosaurs with the skulls on their heads? Was that Kong Skull Island? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so he's the guy that like is like I'm gonna take him out. He's got the grenades, and the dinosaur just like tail whips him, and he goes into the side of the mountain and blows up. Oh, that's so funny. You're so right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I think that's an interesting question because he he asks he asks uh, Degas he asks him like, you know, what would you do if you, if you found that key or something like that? And he's like, I would give it to my superior and he's like no questions asked he's like yep nope and it's basically saying like i'm gonna follow my orders like to a t no matter what mm-hmm. um and it does raise an interesting question of like ethan goes rogue for the greater good right um ethan's 
mission is to find this key and give it to the to, to the U.S. government. But he knows nobody should have this, this key. Is not, it's not his mission. His, what is it? Ethan's, Ethan's mission is to get the key and just fucking fuck up the, the entity. Well, no, I know, but I'm saying like on paper, according to Kittredge, his mission is to get the key and bring it back to us. But he doesn't accept that mission. See, the whole thing at the beginning where they're in the like intelligence room talking to the, the leader of home or the director of Homeland Security or whoever the fuck. The, the guy, guy that dies at, that dies at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, they're talking about the IMF and it's like, you know, they carry out these missions that no one else can if they accept them. Uh, and he doesn't accept that mission. He says, "No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that." And then he knocks Kitteridge out and, and puts his face on. He just rips his face right off and, and puts it on himself. And uh, then Kitteridge doesn't have a face for the rest of the movie, which is interesting. Yeah. An interesting it's dynamic. Gross. I hope someone hasn't seen it and they're listening to this and they think that that's factual. Um, you know what's funny is that. Sorry, I'm. This is. I'm. Yeah, Carrie, go. Carrie El- Elvis, the guy who plays. Um, what's his actual name in the movie? Uh, Den Denlinger. Mm-hmm. He shows up, and I was like, oh, "That's the guy from Days of Thunder." That was the first thing I thought. I see. I saw him, and I was like, "Is that supposed to be one of the Bushes as a president?" Like, <laughs> he's also the like hotshot guy who dies in Twister. He was in. Uh, uh, wait, what did you say he was in? Days of Thunder. He's like the oh. like, rival. Yeah, he was also in like like Princess Bride and uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. If you if you've oh, seen see, those, I don't think I've seen that one. Anyway, um, Twister. You've seen Twister, was, right? Yeah, Twister's awesome. Isn't you know that there's like a sequel show? It's called Twisters. Anyway, oh, they did the the alien <clears throat> thing. It's like aliens. Next thing yes. you know, they're gonna have, yeah. they're gonna have like Twister versus Shark Week. <laughs> it's gonna be called it's gonna be it's it's gonna be called Twister v Shark Week: Dawn of Sharknado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Um, no, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm not sure what we were even saying, but um, we're talking about I Shark Week. <clears throat> Shark Week. Uh, it's coming up soon. Um, you mentioned earlier that the humor is very well timed, and I have to agree. I think the the best part of this movie for me. As somebody who's like, I think I've seen most of them, but I don't remember a lot of them, um, is that the chemistry between the core group is phenomenal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like uh, Simon Pegg, uh, Ving Rhames, and then uh, Rebecca Ferguson when she comes in. Uh, but even like Haley Atwell's character, like their little back and forth when he's when she tries to steal, like rob him or whatever. Um, I thought it was like really, really good. I thought uh, Simon Pegg is, was quite funny. I thought they were all really good. Um, mm-hmm. And that was very enjoyable for me, I have to say. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yes. But I was talking about like in action scenes, it would just be like in a situation where it's like, fuck, what do I do now? And he just has like a funny look on his face for just like a split second. And, and people were just like cracking up, you know? I don't know. Did I'm you not get think- that? I must have missed those or I've just forgotten them because there wasn't any humor to me that felt forced. Oh no, it was, it was never forced. And there wasn't any moments where I thought I was like, Oh, that didn't land. So whatever he did to me worked. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um, 
Are you talking about Tom Cruise or talking about Simon Pegg? Because I think Simon Pegg was funnier. No, no, no. Tom Cruise is funnier than Simon Pegg. See, okay. see, Simon Pegg tells jokes. So it's like spoken spoken humor jokes. Tom Cruise did shit that's just like funny. But like it's it was intended to be funny and it's like to break up the tension in the scenes. And you missed it. You missed all of it. And no, I you've think, suffered from it. I think it landed in the in the theater. I just think I've forgotten it because I've saw it maybe a week ago. Um This is random, but did did you get the did you have the this was made for the big screen message before the movie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this movie Hold on, sorry. This is a this is a tangent. How's this doing box office wise? Uh, so on a yeah 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 on a two hundred ninety one million dollar budget. So, uh, but I mean, opening weekend just ended, right? Now it is going to drop off a fucking cliff on Thursday because Barbie yeah. and Oppenheimer, right? That's this week, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just. For a second, I was like, wait. <laughs> that is big. I think we're going to try and go Friday. I'm seeing uh, Barbie on Thursday, and I'm seeing Oppenheimer on Sunday. You're seeing both this week? Are you going to see Barbie again before we record in two weeks, or are you going to just go off memory? Probably. I mean, my assumption is that I'll watch it, and I'll like it, and I'll want to see it a second time. Fair. And honestly, I would double feature. Like that just sounds like the the coolest fucking day. Just like yeah. take Thursday off and double feature it, or you know do do something like that. But uh, I'm seeing Oppenheimer on Sunday on the big like IMAX, and I yes. don't want to see it before that. Like I want yes. that to be my initial experience. I so. know. I uh, I am jealous of that. I was gonna try and go, but I cannot. I'm gonna see it probably on just the, whatever the extreme screen or whatever the shit. Uh, what was I saying? God, it's been 45 minutes already? Jeez. Um, okay, let's talk about the action. It's let's been 42 minutes. Action. I fucking hate you. And we, we <laughs> fucked around for a little bit before we started recording, so it's probably only like 38, 39 minutes into I'm gonna the announce this live on the podcast. We're no longer friends. I hate your guts. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. What did you think about Haley Atwell as Grace? I thought she was really good. I, um... I don't know. I I. It was fine. It didn't like blow me away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she was good. I liked her better than I liked Vanessa Kirby. Even though I think Vanessa Kirby is a phenomenal actress, I just don't. I don't remember her. I know she was in the last one, wasn't she? She's the broker. She's the one that she she like brings a bunch of fucking criminals together, and then Ethan does his thing. That's like Isn't her that role. Where, that's where Henry Cavill cocks his arm. Isn't that where it happens? Um. Yeah, like I think the, so. The, Honestly, it's been a while since I've seen since I've seen the the previous iteration. But uh, um, but I did like Haley Atwell. I thought she was a cool addition. Um, it's interesting to kind of see somebody which I haven't seen the first one. So like how they kind of come into the IMF, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's always kind of interesting. I I think it's I think she kind of became the audience's vehicle to be like, what's happening. You know, like, what's happening? Explain stuff to her so we can hear it. Um, sure. But I think, like, at like at the end, I was, I, I, I cared. 
I was like, I don't want her to die. I don't want any of them to die. Right. Um, I think the issue with killing off, I forgot her name. Ilsa? Um, Ilsa is that, is that you already killed her off once. Right. Um, and admittedly, somebody who like hasn't seen the last couple in a while, I was like, do I care about her? I don't know if I remember who she is. Yes, we care about her. Um, but then, yes, I was sad when she died. I think it was uh, a good sacrifice, but I think she was great. I think Haley was great. I think she's a great actress. Um, but she didn't die, Hunter. She didn't die. And I am curious to see what she becomes in the next part. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like she might become, she might align more with Kittredge. Ilsa? You know I mean? No, 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 no. Uh, Grace. Ilsa. Grace? No, 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 no. I think she's, 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 she's a little black. She, I mean, she's like a little, not black and white. She's gray. I think she's kind of gray. You know what I mean? But Kitteridge is, is Ethan's gray because Ethan is like, no, no, I understand what you're trying to do, but we have morals, so we have to. Well, then I would say Ethan's black and white. If he's like, this is right, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, Grace almost took the deal and took the money. No, but but what I'm saying is Kitteridge, when Kitteridge is explaining it, he he's saying uh, either they have it or or we have it. Those are the only options. And Ethan's like, no, 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 no. We just blow the whole thing up. We kill it. Yeah. Okay. That's that's gray. That's like not an extreme, right? Fair. Fine. There's a, there's <laughs> um, I don't I, I, think I still I think she's gonna be a big a big role in the next one. So think about Grace has the option uh, at the end of the film to get a hundred million dollars from mm-hmm. uh, one guy uh, and protection for herself, and then she thinks about Ethan and and uh, uh, Benji and Luther, and she's like, "No, those are my buddies. Those are my pals." Decline. Also, if I do this, I'm selling my soul. Who am I selling my soul to? I think, I don't think she's going to align herself with Kitteridge. I think she's, uh, she's by the end of the film, I think she's made the transformation. She's fully part of the IMF and she knows her mission is to like go in there and like, because Ethan tells her he, th- he's, he thinks he can control you. That's why he's going to, even though you're, you're helping me right now, the fact that he thinks he can control you, he's going to take you in. So, yeah, he's going to take her under his wing, Kitteridge is, but I don't think she's going to just become his fucking crony. Like, no, Hunter. Yeah. You're I don't wrong. mean it like that. I don't mean it like that. <laughs> <coughs> um, I had a question and I lost it. Um, what do you think of the of the last sequence of the whole train, everything that whole? I thought that was. I thought I was train. engrossed. I was engrossed by it. Yeah, the train was was was. I mean, it's an awesome set piece, right? Like, uh, from the the way that Gabriel and uh, Paris come in and just like make it keep like they they take out the conductors and stuff and like make it you know runaway train situation mm-hmm. and then uh i don't know anytime you have 
something with a, a bunch of like <laughs> I'm just gonna like explain what a fucking train is now. It's like a bunch of different train cars. So like each each car can be like a different setting, but they're all so yeah. close together. I don't know. It's a, it's a cool way to 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 line up action sequences at the end. I will say, and this is this comes back to, and this isn't really necessarily. It had nothing to do with uh, Tom Cruise's acting, but I think the funniest part of the entire movie for me was when uh, Grace was about to get like shot and killed by um, uh, Vanessa Kirby's like cronies. They were yeah. like, drop it, and they were about to shoot her. And oh, he just yeah. comes like straight through the fucking side of the train car. I laughed so hard when that happened. Well, what's funny about that is... is Do you that, imagine... Like, can you imagine how fast he had to have been going to go through the side of the train car? Yeah, like, well, what's funny is like what what made it work for me. One, that should have killed him, frankly. But two... Uh, what like made it work to me is that it was totally not on purpose. Like he's like dazed. He like can barely see straight, and he's see, just like this. From this is what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah. He's funny, right? That was that was really good. And right before that, he's flying through the air, and he's like, "I don't think I'm gonna make it." And then it cuts to that. He just goes to the side of the train. That's hilarious. Like stuff like that, and it's extremely tense, right? But then he breaks up the tension with with stuff like yeah. that. I just think it's really well done. But, um, but it, I, I will say he doesn't, he, he doesn't kill the tension. No, absolutely yeah. not. You can't. I mean, yeah. I will say for me, and I know someone's gonna be like, "Shut your mouth." Uh, when the train was falling off of the like cliff, you know, like when he blows up the bridge and it's like falling, it's like this train car is falling. Oh, they have to get up through this obstacle. Then they get to this one. Oh, they're safe. Oh shit. It's still going. That felt a little long winded because it was like, okay, if the train's falling and they just spent like a minute and a half, like why is it taking a minute and a half for each train car to fall? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. To 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 me, it it almost was like <laughs> I'm gonna try and show my reaction. It was like, oh shit, that's crazy. Oh, oh shit, another one. Mm-hmm. And it was and it was like, ah oh, okay, okay, another one. Okay, another one. But then somehow I, it came back around, and, and I was like, oh my god, another one. <laughs> like it like went so long that it like got interesting to me again. You know what I mean? Like, where I was like, "Wow, this is really." I think we're we're going for it. <laughs> I well, yes, I I think that's what it was. Is is that I think I was like, seriously, but then I thought, hell, all right, shit, man, like, let's do it. Let's like go all the way. And I think, I think at I one point I was I was hoping for them to yeah. go the entire train. Like, yeah. the- <laughs> I was like, might as well just do the whole thing, man. I think part of me went from, oh, that's intense to this is going on too long to wow, this is really technically like they're really doing this. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying it was like it got good again, but I was like, I respect it, man. Like, hell yeah. I mean, I was tense. I was like, I think part of me eventually was like, how many more ways can they get out of this? Sure. So I, I became interested in being like, let's just see, let's like show me. I like, I, I want to see all the crazy ways you can get out of this alive. Um, I think by that point I was just sort of like, whatever, man, I'm on board. Like I'm, let's yeah. do it. Um, we have to talk briefly about the motorcycle jump. I thought it was nuts. It, yeah, it, it was nuts. Um, I think I'm becoming not a trailer guy because 
the trailer shows us the climax or like the the end of the movie, right? We see the the we see the uh, motorcycle jump, and then we see the train like the bridge blowing up and the train going off of it, which is the end of the movie. You know, if yeah. I don't know, um, the the motorcycle jump was insane, and he did it in real life. He did it like. I don't. I can't. I don't remember how many takes he did, but he drove off like, that cliff. I think it was like a, six times. It was like six, seven times. It was at a least bunch five of or times. Six times. Yeah. And like, look, Tom Cruise, love him or hate him, I think, I think he's become an actor who's great in these kinds of movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really care to see him in anything else, frankly. Like, just being honest. Um, but whether you like him or not, he is dedicated to his craft, and he's an absolute psychopath. Like that he will do these things. I think he's doing going to the moon for something. Like he's actually going to film in space or something like that. Um, on the on the moon. Well, no, it wasn't the moon. Sorry, it's like he's going to the space station or something like that. He's going to be the first actor to film in space. Um, so what what you're telling me is that you hated Top Gun Maverick. No, I think that falls into this kind of category. And you hated Edge of Tomorrow. I don't know if I've seen that. Is that the one where they like go back in time every day? Um, or like he like relives the same day over and over again. Yeah, if they die, yeah. they just like regenerate. It's got it's it's him and Emily Blunt. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to Bill, hide the fact that I that I love Tom Cruise. Bill Paxton's <laughs> in it. Uh, have you seen Minority Report? I think so. Cool. I don't know. Probably. Have you seen um, that video of him saying "I love popcorn"? Movies, popcorn. No, I haven't. It dropped like a few days ago. <laughs> I did see. I did see him say. I saw him say in an interview where he said he's gonna see uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer like in the same weekend. He said he'd probably mm-hmm. see Barbie on Friday, and then he'd probably go see Oppenheimer on Saturday night, something like that. Um. Anyway, uh, but he, like in the last one, he breaks his ankle, and that's the shot that's in the movie. And in that same shot, he like limps away, and it's because yeah, he broke his ankle, and that's like he has a broken ankle right now. Yeah. So it's I mean like, and this dude drove a motorcycle off a cliff. Do you think? Let me ask you a question, philosophical question, and then we can wrap up. Okay. I'm gonna ask you. I want you to answer this for yourself, and then for the public at large, for the movie going public at large. Okay. <clears throat> you understand movies. You like movies. You respect filmmaking. You. I respect the process. You respect the technique, the technical side. Mm-hmm. Say you don't see a trailer for this movie at all. You just know that it's Mission Impossible. And so you know, like, oh, shit's going to probably get crazy, right? Yep. Let's say you're watching the movie totally blind going in. You're not, you, you aren't blind. You can watch the movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you knew that I was going to latch on to that. I know, I know. <laughs> And the motorcycle jump happens, right? Yeah. How do you how do you react? Are you blown away by it? Are you like, holy shit? Yeah, I would have been like three times as blown away by it if I hadn't seen it in a trailer. Because I know that Tom Cruise does all this stuff practically. Yes. Like think about what he put himself through in Top Gun Maverick, where he was like actually in the plane, you know, going through the G forces and stuff, right? So yeah, it would have been. I mean, and and it was awesome. It was a spectacle. It's. I just wish I hadn't seen it in a trailer multiple times. And I. So what? A, go on. I kind of wish I hadn't. Like, 
I've seen like making of videos where it's like him like doing it on set, right? And he's like jump going off the cliff. And that stuff is awesome. I I, I think I miss the days when a movie came out and you didn't really know a lot about it. And then if you were like a big fan of the movie, you bought like the the collector's edition director's cut and then you got yeah. all this cool behind the scenes yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I miss that so much. The the featurettes. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like I have the uh, the box set of the <coughs> extended edition Lord of the Rings films, mm-hmm. and there's so much in there to to like. I haven't watched all of it. It's just it's it's too much. But so it's so think, cool. Why do you think? Do Do you think the movie going public needed to see the jump to be like, oh yeah, I'll go see this. And needed to know that Tom Cruise really did it. Like, is that what you think is the selling point in this movie? Because I saw somewhere that that it, it, it's 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 actually uh, doing worse than expected financially so far. It's getting rave reviews, mm-hmm. but financially it, it opened up to a lower than anticipated box office, which is a theme that's been happening. The Flash bombed, Indiana Jones bombed, Elementals bombed, this Transformers is not, bombed, Fast and Furious bombed. This is not bombing. <clears throat> I wouldn't say it might be lower than expected or lower than anticipated, but that doesn't quantify a bomb. Well, I think what quantifies the bomb a bomb is the budget. It's three hundred million dollars. That's not even marketing. So this thing will probably come in at four hundred million dollars. So, like, what is a success? A billion? Because that's um, like a movie like like Batman v Superman made nine hundred million dollars and was considered like a disappointment. So, like, what do you think is a successful box office for this kind of movie? Well, maybe not this kind, but this movie. I personally couldn't give two shits about the box office. I think this is a successful. This is a successful movie. You know, think about because it's not. I don't know. You got international release that hasn't happened yet. You have when it goes to. Uh, streaming services. You know, there are some movies that are quote-unquote box office flops, but then when they go to streaming, they do very well. That's and like, um, I mean, I think Blade Runner 2049 was a disappointment, right. and then it's become like a, like, a, like a modern cult classic. Sure, but what I mean is like financially, yep. uh, they can quantify that it made its money back once it goes to streaming, and then you've got, uh, you know, DVD sales, Blu-ray sales, like... Th- th- if a movie is a quality product, I don't think quote unquote disappointing box office numbers are like the biggest concern. I know yeah. that Tom Cruise values the theater experience. So maybe to him, low box office numbers are like, oh man, people didn't come see my movie that I made in the theater. Well, I think, and this is a tangent that we can we can wrap up, but I think this is a, sorry, I'm kind of going off on the left field. To your point, I think saying that this movie is successful is a good thing. I think, but I think it's hard to deny that people aren't, like these movies aren't blowing up like people thought they would. This summer has been a been a, a string of misfires, apparently. Indiana Jones bombed, Flash bombed, Fast Furious bombed. Uh, this one is not bombing, but it's doing less than expected. And so, do you think we'll see a, do you, do you think we'll see studios 
kind of turn to say, let's make smaller budget movies. Are we going to, is this the end of the blockbuster era? You know what I mean? Not like literally, but like, are we done with billion dollar movies? I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. I, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. <laughs> to I'm sort of up. Sorry. I know we're going off give, the rails. Give, give a little bit of a counterpoint. So, would you consider Bo is afraid of flop? No. And I know where you're going with this. Okay. But that that's kind of what I was leading at, well, I think. If 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 my assumption is correct, it could be totally different, but what my what I hope happens is that more f- studios make films like Bo's Afraid and invest in those kind of movies saying, "Oh, we are going to make something for 400 million dollars, but we'll give you 90." You know what I mean? Okay, so Bo's Afraid was a, a much lower budget. It was thirty-five million, but it only made eleven million in 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 theaters. Yeah, I don't know. That's tough because, like, but do you think they're not going to give Ari Aster another shot after ex- exactly? You know, Hereditary and Midsummer did so well. I just it's it's super early, man. Yeah, it's super early. It's one thing to say, um, it's not tracking as high as it was projected to or whatever right but but that doesn't mean it's a it's it's a, it's a, it's a flop that doesn't mean it's to a your failure. point though to your point though it's going to hit a brick wall this weekend two brick walls actually barbie and oppenheimer well it's it's also going to be an international release and people love Fair. tom cruise internationally that's true, that's true. Yeah, well i was just curious anyway um shall we wrap up we we can uh, we haven't even really talked about Gabriel, like, at all. Oh. Um, is he in the old movies, or is he just from this movie? <laughs> I don't think he's in any of the other ones. I think this is like a, oh, it's Gabriel from my past. Yeah. But I think like, it's, I thought he was fine. I think it's just trying to give the entity a face. I thought, dude, I thought for a second, I'm not even fucking with you, when he, like, disappeared on the, on this, on the security footage. I thought for a second they're like, "Oh, the entity has manifested itself in the real world." I was about to be like, "I'm gonna check out hard if that's the case." <laughs> so I'm glad that that uh, wasn't what they did because I was about to be like, "Please no." Oh, the, <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, the entity is manifest <laughs> in the real world. Um, I thought it was fine. I, I, I think he suits his character, like his his role. I didn't think he was like groundbreaking. What about you? You don't think he was groundbreaking? No. This cool, common, collected villain who knows everything, everything that you're going to do. He knew that that uh, What's-Her-Face was going to betray him. And again, he stabbed her but did not kill her, and she was able to lay there bleeding for a while. I think he's and a quintessential then, villain. I think he's he has all the right characteristics of stab you and don't make sure you're dead, but I walk away. Mm-hmm. And so, he's... Calm and collected, yeah, yeah. Keep that in mind. She was stabbed in a very similar place to where uh, Ilsa Faust right. was stabbed. Zach, you've made your point. Ilsa's alive. <laughs> but Ilsa was found by uh, Ethan very quickly. That's he, like, true. walked out, and she was there. He didn't walk. He, like, he he, 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 he upright sprinted. Yeah, he did the, the upright sprint. He's got such all I'm saying form. is, All I'm saying is, if John Wick is still alive... And we think he is. 
then, then why not Ilsa? <laughs> the guy in front of me on the plane, our four-hour, seven-hour plane ride, mm-hmm. watched two John Wick movies. He watched chapter four <laughs> and chapter two. Oh, goodness. Um, anyway, Zach, I have to ask you a question. Oh, no, you have to ask me a question. I have to ask you a question, you butt. You butt. You butt. Um, Hunter Callahan, yes. first of your name, as far as we know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> heir to the throne of Ireland. <laughs> Is Mission Colon Impossible Dash Dead Reckoning Part 1 good? Um, I'm very pleased to announce and tell you that Mission Colon Impossible Dash Dead Reckoning Part 1 is, in fact, good. It is a good movie. Um, It's a great movie. I think it's a great movie for what it is. I don't think it tries to be the most, um, like, mind... Hey, sweet girl! I think my pops are in here. Stink, come here, buddy. Oh, he's tired. Addy girl. Bibika. <laughs> Bibika. Addy, come here. Look. Look, it's Addy girl. Say hey to Athena. What do you call her for short? Uh, T. T. Mm-hmm. So like we Tina. we were we were talking to Trey. Obviously, hold on. First off, the movie's good. It's good. Go watch it. It's really good. <laughs> um. I I was with my brother Trey in California this all this past week and he has a cat who's a psychopath but she's amazing. Her name is Calliope. And Trey was laughing at me and Hannah because we call Addie, we call her Bibica. Mm-hmm. B Bibica. Bibica Livy and like we have all these weird names for her. And so we were like, What do you call Callie? And he goes, Binkles <laughs> Binkles <laughs> <laughs> Or so, there was something else like uh, PPO or something like that. So he has all these ridiculous names. We're like, what the fuck, right? <laughs> Binkles. Um, anyway, it's good. Let's do Every Movie Sucks. Move it on. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, hold on. Do we need to talk about the Rotten Tomato scores or do we do, we do that? Uh, it's 96, I believe. 96% audience score is 94. I think for what it is, yeah, sure. I'd give it like a 90. I'd give it like a 91. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, every movie sucks because someone hates the movie that you movie love. You love. Uh, you can tell that I went to a dark website because yes, <laughs> I'm in the dark. Uh, Schmelbo says <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'll say that one. Um, <laughs> let's see here. This one says Florence says, says this film is so long and I don't want to see another part of it. Hmm. Mm. Your turn. Um, <clears throat> very romantic. Everyone was finishing everyone else's sentences. Would rate it one star, but can't possibly score it higher than John Wick. Because hold on. <laughs> <laughs> John Wick is amazing. Be- because at least that one was visually compelling and cohesive. Can't believe they're spending real money on this shit, America. Wow. So this person gave John Wick one star. Well, no, that would, that that'd be higher than John Wick. So John Wick oh, might have a half shit, star. You're right. Yeah. Here's uh, Traverse B. Actual garbage. It switches between the characters explaining the story in detail and then goes into an action sequence. Also, it talks to the audience like they're stupid. You made a point of that. That's fair. 
The the editing was atrocious. Terrible storytelling. Old and aging Tom Cruise with hot young actresses. Palm's character literally had no purpose. Two hours too long. Cheesy, boomerish, overdramatic lines that provided a twist every 20 seconds and everyone finishes each other's sentences. (laughs) Does it really say that? Yeah, it does. (laughs) Um... Well, it looks like it was fucking possible. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I like that one. I like that one. We can end on that one. I have one more, but that one's too good. Okay. That one's funny. All right. um, Shindigs, let's go to the dying breed that is my movie news (laughs) because the news is about to dry up real fast. Um, let me pull it up. Sorry, I should have had it ready. Here we go. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. News, 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 news. Time for the news. Um, we get our first look, and possibly last look, <laughs> at the first ever comic-accurate Wolverine with Hugh Jackman on the set of Deadpool 3 in his yellow and blue X-Men costume. We get our first trailer for Ridley Scott's Napoleon starring Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, Hugh Grant is an Oompa Loompa in Timothy Chalamet's Wonka trailer. Uh, the boy spinoff gets a teaser. It's called Gen V, I think, Gen 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameron Monaghan, he's the guy in, uh, he's from uh, Shameless, and he's he plays Cal Kestis in Jedi Fallen Order. And then Sarah, forgive me, Des Jardins have joined the cast of Tron Ares. We get our first look at Donald Glover and Maya Erskine in the Mr. and Mrs. Smith reboot for Amazon Prime. And then we got some DC uh, DCU news. James Gunn has con- has confirmed four superheroes in Superman Legacy. We have Isabella Merced as Hawk Girl. Uh, we have Eddie Gathegi as Mr. Terrific. Anthony Kerrigan as Metamorpho and Nathan Fillion as the Green Lantern Guy Gardner and has also confirmed, because everyone's like freaking out like, oh, they have too many characters and wait, Nathan Fillion was in the Suicide Squad. He has confirmed that the DCU canon starts with Superman Legacy, even if the same actor plays this, like, plays a character. So I guess he's confirmed that even if like Jason Momoa continues to play Aquaman, it is a new canon that begins with Superman Legacy, which makes me wonder what's going to happen with his shows because they come out beforehand. <clears throat> that means like he said that, that the guy who plays Blue Beetle is going to be in the DCU, but it's going to be like, I guess, a new canon. And then the last news, uh, the big news is that for the first time in 63 years, Hollywood has shut down and the Actors Guild and the Writers Guild are on strike, which means no new films or shows can be written. And also all Union actors must cease work. That means no more productions, no more filming, no more promotion. The cast of mm-hmm. Oppenheimer actually walked out uh, with permission, obviously, like Christopher Nolan supported it, of the Oppenheimer premiere. They didn't need Christopher Nolan's support. Well, no, no, I'm just saying. They didn't like, need he, fucking permission. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I'm saying like. <laughs> it, I, I'm, it defeats I'm, the whole Purpose. I'm glad that <laughs> with like, with permission, like, hey, would it be okay if we? <laughs> no, no, I'm yeah. saying it. It made me happy that like Christopher Nolan like was saying like support. No, gonna, yes, like they're they're going to support it. Support you know what I, with you know with what the I support of Christopher Nolan. 
they they got a they they all got their permission slips signed by Chris yeah. to say right. we can we go pick it. <laughs> um, so that being said, the biggest news of the of of the weekend was that there are lots of celebrities at Wimbledon, and that's kind of all that happened. I was I was texting I was texting Hunter yesterday right because it was the the men's singles final which was an amazing match Uh, I don't know if you're a tennis guy but it was just it was phenomenal Um, I was like Brad Pitt's here and uh, Daniel Craig's here and Hugh Jackman Mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman's here. You got to add this to your movie news. Yeah. I didn't think you were actually going to do it. Tom Hiddleston was there. Did you see the? Um, I mean, there 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 were a couple trailers that came out this week. I don't know. You didn't mention the Wonka trailer or the Napoleon trailer. Yes, did I you? did. I mentioned both of those. <laughs> did you really? Yes. Okay. I didn't watch either of them, but I I, I saw that. Cool, cool, cool. Released. Um, and then, and that's all I got. Sweet. So Zach, how about your Braves minute? The worst right. team in baseball. So yeah, that's that's where I'm going with this. Uh, we come out of the All Star break and we lose our first series. Do you know the last series that we lost before the we A's? lost? Was it, was yeah, it the, A's? the Athletics. So uh, that's a streak that ended. Another streak that ended. We had gone 28 straight games with a home run. 31. Oh, no. 31 was the all time record. Like. Not just modern era, but like all-time record for straight games with a home run. That streak is gone. Um, I'm going to say it because I don't think anyone else wants to, but it's time to sell. Uh, (laughs) And I mean sell the team. We need new ownership. We need a new skipper. We need a new right fielder. We need a new first baseman. The whole, the everybody. Just get rid of all of them. Sure. Get rid of all of them except for Charlie Culverson. I want him to be <laughs> the <laughs> the centerpiece of the team. Charlie Clutch, Charlie Clutch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Zach, oh, I'd tell you that you have the guts to say that. That's very, very brave of you. Mm-hmm. It's the bravest thing I've done all week. There you go. Um, whiskey shots? Yep, it's time to take a shot of whiskey. Whiskey shots? To whiskey. to whiskey. Actually, I do have a whiskey story. So we were at Trey's house, and you know Hibba. Uh, mm-hmm. She has a cat named something. She calls her calls him Toonie. Zaytoon. Zaytoon is a cat's name. Um, and Zaytoon and Callie don't get along. So Zaytoon was staying in Hibba's room, and he was, like, talking, and it sounded just like whiskey, where she, you know, she used to go, hello, hello. <laughs> and I was like... It's whiskey. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so there's my whiskey story. It's a whiskey story. To whiskey. Gulp. <laughs> All right. Uh, where can they find us, Zach? Uh, you know where they can find us. Oh, sick! I'll tell them. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube at But Is It Good Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at B-I-I-G podcast. Uh, you can, I haven't joined threads yet, but I guess I'm probably going to have to. Um, but that'll be the same as our Instagram because it's through Instagram. 
but it's a good podcast. You can email us at biigpodcast at gmail.com. Um, are you going to go see Oppenheimer first or Barbie? Do you think the mission was actually possible? Um, and uh, yeah, you can follow me at Hunter Callahan Music. You can follow Zach at Zach to, no, Zach with an H to the number, the T-H-A, future.31. And uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Ouch. Zach, do you have anything else to add, or are you just going to pantomime things on the camera so no one can see it? <laughs> um, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm ready to go to sleep. Okay, cool. Um, well, then we'll see you guys um, next week. Bye. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah.